Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blah Diaries. Broke, lonely, angry, and horny, turning your mess into a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. So, guys, happy Sunday. And so, today's topic is the ghost of ghosting and gaslighting. And before I go into my spiel, do me a favor, visit me at www.tamlovestowrite.com. Visit me on Twitter at TamLovesToWrite. Visit me on Instagram at Tamara Designs or TamLovesToWrite39. So today's topic is the ghost of ghosting and gaslighting. And I wanted to talk about that today because... I had a good friend of mine, and she is a good friend of mine. Um, she called me um, up and was distraught, and I couldn't understand why. Uh, she was in a 20-year relationship with someone who is incarcerated, um, and I asked her permission. So before y'all think I'm just telling my friend business, because I'm going to tell my business too, um, I said, I, I need to talk about this. This is This is crazy. Um, she was ghosted. Crazy, right? Um, married for 20 years. The loyalist. Talking about riding up to Attica, um, every, every week. Riding up to Attica every week. Right? She wasn't missing a day. She loved him long time. Dedicated. Um, the loyalist of the loyal. And um, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I know she definitely couldn't. But I was gas I was ghosted and gaslighted. And, you know, it was from someone who was incarcerated. Um, things was not perfect. But let me be transparent. I ghosted him. Um, my reasons for ghosting wasn't because of wanting to be with someone else. My reasons for ghosting was clearly to take care of my son, um, to take care of my family. I was truly a single parent, um, just trying to make it happen, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, um, trying to juggle everything. And so that doesn't make it right and it doesn't make it fair, but it's my truth and my reality. Um, and it was my truth and my reality. So I sat back and when, before her being ghosted, I called her up and I was distraught and I explained to her the situation. She was the light and the dark and she kind of let me see, um, sis, you know, you did ghost him. You was, you was in and out of his life in a 12 year, pe 12 year period and you wasn't solid in that relationship. There was going to be something that was going to happen because men hook up in jail. They always have friends of friends and friends that direct them to pen pals. There's pen. She explained to me everything. She was just a And she was like, sis, there was some leaks in that relationship because though when men are incarcerated, they need a lot of time and attention. Even if it's answering that call, even if it's if that's occasional letter. Um, and she had, you know, she said, your, your, your truth is in, is valid. It's a hundred percent valid. 
but I'm just being real with you, you know, and she was like, take it from me. I'm loyal. That's why I show up. But I also don't have your circumstances and situations. I don't have any children. So I'm dedicated to my husband and I ride and die for my husband that's incarcerated because I have that time. I have that ability. And I thought that was deep. And I, I always honored and respected her loyalty. She stated that she did this because she truly loved her husband. And I, and I, and I, I wanted to thank her for that um, truth and criticism. Because sometimes we think that we're perfect and we really aren't. Um, but she said on in another breath at the time, she stated in another breath, he should have told you that he was with someone else and he wanted her and that it would be okay if you were just, could it be okay if you were just friends? And it really was all I wanted was for him to be honest, that person to just say, listen, I don't want a relationship. Because most people who ghost you are usually in the process of, of gaslighting, right? They're pretending the whole period of time that they want a relationship with you, that they want a life with you. You're, and especially for men that are incarcerated, they're calling you constantly. And then you start to see behavior changes. And the behavior changes are that they are calling less or they're not calling you on the day. And then they have this great lie like, well, oh, the phones is broken and the kiosk is broken and all of those good things that they, they know how to manipulate you into believing if you allow it. And so for her, in her situation, she was in a relationship for 20 whole years, dedicated. I mean, she was flawless, um, beautiful young lady, you know, beautiful woman. And she's smart and intelligent. And she's working as, um, I think she has a great career and, and, you know, and all the things. And one of the things that she couldn't wrap her head around was, I guess once he found out that he was being paroled, she went online and, and found out that he was being paroled. He said, I can't come home to you. That was the first thing he said to her, that he couldn't come home to her. He said, I can't come home to you because um, I'm going to have to go to a halfway house, which is reality, is is reasonable. Um, and I'm like, oh, you can't. You can't come. She was like, oh, you can't come to the house. Um, you can't come to the house. And she was like, you, he, he gave all his excuses. She said, but within that month, the relationship had changed. His attitude had changed. He started um, starting arguments and kind of gaslighting her, twisting her words. And um, he kind of slipped one day and said, um, yeah, and that's, you know, in their heat of argument, well, that's why I'm leaving you for another woman and she better than you. And then he said, no, I never said that. I never said that. What are you talking about? You bugging, you tripping, which is a form of gaslight. She knew he had said it, had heard him. And the woman actually was stalking her Facebook page. So the woman would comment on her page like, um, who's this dude? And she would say, you know, she would just answer, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. And start um, asking all kinds of questions and all of these things. And she said she didn't understand why. So she blocked the person. And she wound up realizing that was the woman that he wanted to be with. Uh, when he came home, 
he didn't even come to his wife's house who had set up a party you know the day before he said yeah set up that party have all my family all the family and friends was there at the party at the party and guess what he had never shown up never called her never texted her never told her anything and told his mother that it was over and it devastated her and she kept apologizing to me and and my mentality was queen I, this is this is listen sis this is not your crown is tilted homeboy then tilted your crown i refuse and i'm just saying this i refuse to knock it off because it can happen to anybody especially when you're dating someone that's incarcerated or not incarcerated doesn't really matter but we're talking about men that are incarcerated it doesn't matter. And I, and I want to say this to every woman that's listening, that's considering dating someone that's incarcerated or is dating someone. It doesn't matter how loyal you are. You can't knock the nexus because she got to live life. I'm not saying that she's right. I'm not saying that she's perfect. I don't know the situation. But speaking on my behalf of myself, it really was about taking care of my family. It really was at the time taking care of my family, getting to know me and, and really rebuilding me. I lost a lot of time. And a person that even if you reach back out to that person as a friend, because initially when I um, reached out to him, I reached out to him as a friend. And it was him who was kind of pursuing me to come back and be in his life and you know I kept that documentation so that if, if he he or her or anyone else listens they know I'm approved that documentation because I keep everything that's just something my mama taught me Sandra taught me one thing and that's the one thing that Sandra Campbell Brown Harvey taught me keep everything you never know when it may come back up in a conversation that documentation will always be conversation so I had kept all of the JPEGs all the emails I copied and pasted, right? And so I think that's just who I am. I got stuff from my clients from 2015 because it's just who I am. I keep everything, right? So I kept, I had to go back. And, it, and it, for me, it was just going back into the old JPEGs to see if, and I said, you know, and I kept my account open so that I could look back at the emails because that's just who I am. And I went back and I, and I remember saying, if you're with someone, do that but you know we can remain friends and in times when I said in that let me go if you're doing you let me go I used to I said that on so many occasions and that person continuously lied and I'm not ashamed to I'm just gonna say it the way it is and so that's what hurt me for me that's the part that hurt me because I would have accepted just being his friend. I would have accepted the truth. Um, anybody listening to it that is a family member would say, well, we told you to leave him a long time ago that you deserve better and all of that stuff. I, and, and I want to address that. Usually, women who date men who are incarcerated do it for three reasons. Because they came into the situation and was had a prior outside relationship and decided to stay because they represent loyalty. 
and they truly love that person. And they feel and have been taught, right? Because sometimes it's generational. They have taught, been taught that I'm going to stay with him anyway. It has become urban fiction's million-dollar revenue-generating <laughs> thing. And I speak from what I know because I am a writer. What we teach is that love conquers all. That is taught to us, right? It is taught to us to accept the good with the bad, especially black women, right? We're taught that that's all sometimes, not all, that if I stay, he'll, he'll show me a different result. And the sad part is, is that usually what happens is it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen. And in my friend's case, who, again, was 20 years in, she stayed because she knew him out in the streets. They had been together for a very long time. And she felt like if I ride and die for him, when he comes out, he he'll reciprocate or return that favor. And the truth of the matter is it doesn't always. That love story that I wrote in Blue's Treasure doesn't happen. Right, because I—if many of you know—I am an author, and and Blue's Treasure was like selling like crazy. To this day, somebody bought my book for eight hundred dollars. Right, I got a big royalty check because somebody bought that book for eight hundred dollars. I was sitting up there like that gassed me up. They spent eight hundred dollars and said that the story was so good it was their their hope. The slave said she bought the book for eight hundred dollars because it was her hope that she would get what. Blue and treasure dest was destined to have. And that, that blew my mind. I wrote it, right? Because in my mind, at the time, I believed that love conquers all. But the truth of the matter is that love doesn't change. Love can't conquer all. And I'm going to say this so clearly. Love can't conquer all if that person doesn't love you. And that's the most powerful thing that I had to learn out of all of this being ghosted and gaslighted and hurt and used and, and manipulated and betrayed. That you, love can't love you. Love can't conquer all if that person truly and genuinely don't love you. And so many women think that they can change a man by doing for him. And I found this thing and I... I saved it. They said, do your any action out of love and not for love. Which brings me to my second reason why women date men that are incarcerated. Real talk. When they're out in the streets, they don't feel that they're worthy enough to get someone out in the streets to love them. So that man writes that pen pal and it becomes a friendship. And you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to fall in love with this man. I'm not going to like this man. I'm not going to care about him because he could do the same thing. But it seems safe at the time. And so he convinces you or you convince yourself and you convince each other. You notice I said all three of the clues and the signs to love one another. To fall in love deeply and madly. Because you need that companionship. That's, that's, the, that's the truth of it. 
Um, and it just happens. What you don't respect, don't do what you don't expect, not respect, but what you don't expect is to be gaslighted and ghosted and played. Even though the horror stories, even though people have told you about the side effects of dating an incarcerated man. And I, I pause for a moment because I just, um, so many people told me stories. So let me be real. So many people told me, you know, it's a strong possibility that you might get ghosted. Um, plus size woman, because I'm a plus size woman. You sometimes plus size women feel that's all I deserve. I'm not saying that was the thinking for me. Because I acted in love for me. And, and, and it became a friendship that grew into love. Um, and I saw past the bad size. Of him because I chose to see I'm, I'm very transparent and very willing to say my honesty and my truth so a lot of times we go past the reality and we deal in the fantasy because you just want one thing to go right and for plus-size women who have been rejected and, and gaslighted and ghosted and rejected and betrayed you just hope that it'll work out and I say this in the deepest honesty that the one thing that black and brown women, especially black women, African-American women have been taught is accept his bad doings. He'll eventually get it right. But we don't think about the fact that eventually sometimes it may be too late or you're too damaged or you're too broke, lonely, angry and horny. To now really care. A lot of women stay in marriages that are, are ineffective because they have fear. There's a deep fear that homeboy, they will never find anyone. They'll never find a companion. They'll f never find a relationship where someone wants to build a life with them. So they fear loneliness. So you accept the, the peekaboo ghosting. And 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 I'm a, I, and listen, I'm the peekaboo ghost, right? So I'm the one that peekaboo ghosts. So I know this very well. <laughs> but hell, I peekaboo ghost on friends. So I guess <laughs> I'm gonna get my life together. No, but seriously, I do. Right? I am the person that you ain't got to worry about calling you and nagging you. I'm very introvert. I am very uh, comfortable. At, with myself, right? I am a writer. So I'm never going to be bored. There's three things. I'm never going to be bored. I love to read. So I'm never going to be bored or lonely. I'm always thinking. I'm always working. But in Tamara's world, the normal reason that I peekaboo or ghost you, and it's just being transparent, is because you have given me a reason to. Most times, I'm an empath, so I can see through the lies. Sometimes I see through them so well that it actually, I actually, and I know that people are going to think I'm crazy, I'll dream about the lie that you're going to tell and see the, dream about the truth of the lie you're going to tell. It's happened on so many of occasions that it's scary. It's absolutely scary. 
And so usually when I ghost you, I already know you gonna you gonna do some you gonna do some fuck girl or boy shit. You gonna do some fuck girl and we can't be friends and I'm gonna punch you. Or you gonna be a fuck boy and I'm gonna have to whoop that ass. And because when I'm mad beyond repair, I'm gonna hit you. I know this. I don't have a problem with saying it. I usually won't call you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not trying to figure it out because I'm that person don't even need an explanation. I really don't need an explanation, right? So um, that's me. But then I had the, the, there's the other side to it, ghosting and coming back. Like you peekaboo and say, you know, well, let me just see if this person, that's my form of forgiveness. On um, another level, sometimes people go in and out because they're safe. And they go back to that person and they say it's safe and I'm going to just stay with them or they've been dumped by somebody. My children's father was the perfect example of a peekable. He would get dumped by the girl and come right back in and he because he knew that there was an asset. I had his children had his children so he was like yeah I could you know you know how that the baby daddies and they do they be like yeah I could come back on home if you ain't God please let her be single God please sweet baby Jesus let her be single and if she's single he know he got three hots at a cop because his children are the asset and it's the glue that blinds them together the wash away glue so you have that situation until the woman gets tired. So with that being said, a lot of times we don't get into the habit of understanding why we're being ghosted. Dude just don't want you. But here's the truth. Most people who ghost a person is cowards. Shit, all of them. I ain't going to sit here in front. I'm trying to make this nice. It's a coward act. Because most of the times if you have the conversations... I'm not saying there's not going to be a reaction. There is going to be a reaction because, you know, some people might punch you. <laughs> you know, some people might get their brothers and them to beat you up or whatever the case may be. But I think that if you don't want someone, just tell them. Don't play on their top, as my kids would say. Don't sit and lie. Don't sit and cause mad confusion and mess. Just let them go. Just let them go. And I say that openly and honestly because a lot of people won't let them go. Because they fear. Let them go. Let them live their lives. Let that person, and in my friend and my defense, and women who have dated a long haulers, as I call it, of dating a guy that's incarcerated, whether they're married or whatever the case may be, um, let them go. You know that you didn't met someone that you are, you're in jail with. Your your cousin that came in is introducing you to Big Booty Brenda, or whatever her name may be, or maybe it was an old fling. She came back in your life, and you felt you felt and feel that she fits. Dude, sis, make the choice. Make the choice because if you don't make the choice, you're you're damaging someone else for somebody else, and it might not you might not care. Stop damaging, leaving damaged goods on the table. Stop breaking black women. I guess that's my bottom line. Dude, you ain't got to want her. 
Get it, got it good. You choose who you love. But stop breaking women and damaging women because you think she can rebuild. That's so unfair. It's so unfair. Stop stealing her time. Stop stealing parts of her life. Because that's what you're doing. Because it's a selfish act. Let that person be. Because you've been. You've been free. And, 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 and for the men. Most times men that are incarcerated are talking to multiple women. Most men. I, I just got to say it the way it is. They are talking to multiple women. And people will tell you that. I had a friend that was a correction officer. Um, and he he seriously told me straight up. And he told me one day when it came up. He was like, you know, he have other women seeing him. He, he, I mean, he broke it down and I refused to believe him. Because at the time, he liked me. He liked me a lot. And he sure did. He painted the picture. He kept telling me. And that's why I ghosted him. Right, because he had told me, and I and and I knew it was it was truth. And he was like, "You're too strong of a, you're too good of a woman, and you got a life ahead of you, and you got a good head on your shoulders." But I'm telling you, the other women come and visit him. When you don't come, don't worry, he got somebody coming to visit him. Because he was he was incarcerated, he was actually at the same prison, and I didn't want to see it, and I didn't want to believe it. And listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. When people show you who they are, believe them. And sometimes stop discrediting your friends and your family who see things because you don't want to see it. Because that's what happens when you get ghosted. The signs were already there. He was already gaslighting you. He was already making you feel like you was out of your mind and psychotic and that he didn't say call you by that other person's name. He's going to do that because that's his natural act and behavior. But I'm telling y'all, and I'm telling you real talk, a lot of y'all have this habit. Somebody will sit and tell you who somebody is, and you won't believe it. And I speak from what I know because you don't want to hear it. And because you cannot take that heartbreak. You're like, God, come on. And I'm saying this to my sisters who are listening. Stop knocking the woman who is dating someone who's incarcerated because they do have to bump their head for those who are in relationships that we know are terrible. That is not for you to judge. They may have children together. They have built a life together. That's not for you to say what's right or wrong. Right? It's not for me to say. I do believe that I, as a black woman who's been through some situations, felt like, listen, I got to set out a conversation and say, listen, you need to be warned. You need to be warned that it's a strong chance that he may be talking to other women. Because it gets lonely as hell in there, right? It's, it's the conversation that it's not a lie. They're going to do them. Just like they're out in the streets. They may not can't do it to the capacity of being in the streets. But they're going to do them. And you have to res you have to respect that, but what you don't have to respect, and I want to be clear, whether it's me, male or female or anyone, is that you don't have to allow someone back in your life. When I came um, back into his life, I came back as a friend, and it was his responsibility to say, "Listen, you left me too many times. Um, I'm about to live me." about to do me I gotta live my life and actually at one point he did he said you know um I'll never forget it 
my son was having a kidney transplant. He was having a kidney transplant. The Actually, yeah, it was the day that my son was called for a kidney transplant. My son was in a cast. My son woke up one morning and couldn't walk. And he was like, listen, you know, I'm tired of this. And this was before this new situation at the time. Um, this was 2000. My son got his kidney transplant in 2014. He was like, yeah, this is my woman. And I was like, okay, that's awesome, right? Because I was dealing with my son who had a blood pressure of 202 over 120, who was going to ICU, who was in a cask, in a cask. I couldn't even, I could. I was like, live long and prosper. I wish you the best. And that's, it would have been the same reaction. Okay, live long and prosper. I wish you well in life. I think for my friend and for myself, it's just that we want you to be straight up. For me, it was all about straight up. I'll never get the apology. And the things that I had to come to terms with is I'll never get the apology that I deserve. Never. And I've accepted it. I will not hold a grudge because I will not allow him to hit, prohibit me from being... Um, for, for me being prohibit me from living and moving forward. Number three, um, the only thing that I'm doing is working really hard, but I have big projects and goals. And so I, I'm going to always be a go-getter and I'm not going to change for nobody because I have so much that I, I missed out on um, time in life. And number four, um, I'm going to still love people regardless because people think that take advantage of people are usually broken individuals so uh you just take that over there and number six is you we just can't never be anything we can't be friends um most people who ghost a person and come back into your life want to have a friendship for me that's the end right and even though i did it so i'm speaking on i'm speaking for myself that there's going to be a reaction and i used to say to him there's going to be a reaction you're going to if you feel some type of way let's deal with the situation and he never did you can say that you were angry and you were pissed and you were hurt and Tamara that's the very reason that I don't want to be with you because you ghosted me or you left me but that conversation is once you do it again once you do it again and you do it with an intent to destroy that person um mine was never to to destroy him. Mine's was a, a, a bit of, I had to make choices. And when you live in a hospital, and, and for me, I lived in a hospital, out of the 52 weeks, I lived in a hospital at least 40 weeks out of the year with my son. And it's just documentation. I was always taking care of him. I was dealing with teenagers. I had back-to-back -back teenagers. I didn't have a support system. I didn't have people coming and 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 helping me so I had to figure it all out by myself I had to figure it out by myself I had to figure out how am I going to take care of everybody and how I'm going to do this because people who are incarcerated tend to forget that when they leave it's just you there's no partnership because again they have that theory that black women are strong and we are strong but there's something that's going to slide through the cracks and something that's going to slip through the system because when it's all on her, 
she's the one that usually gets left out or she loses herself. For me, it was so much to deal with. The trauma of dealing with someone in ICU and sitting next to a baby. Me and my son, you know, one day was in the house, right? And he went into a calcium crisis. I had never seen anybody body lock up. He said, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And having the emergency ambulance work on him, bring him to the hospital. And being in ICU, wondering if your child is going to die. That's reality. That's not a fake for me. Um, what I should have did, say goodbye. This is too much for me. Your situation and that um, should have been the honesty, but I didn't. And, and, and so that is hurtful. And so for that, I, I've always apologized for, right? But in his situation, it was like he led me up into the last, even when I said the year that before the pandemic, um, I kind of said, listen, I just wanted to check on you because I wanted to be your friend. I just was checking up on you. And all he had to say was, listen, I'm in a relationship. I love her. And this is who I'm with, but we could be friends. But I'm in a relationship. He never stated that. He never even mentioned it. Even when I addressed him and asked, he didn't. And even for my friend with the 20 years of situation, she was never addressed. She didn't even know that the other woman existed. And again, no matter how loyal you are, no matter how loyal you are, some of these men don't know how to love women. Some of these men don't know how to treat women. And it is almost guaranteed that you're going to get your feelings hurt if you don't pay attention to the signs. And protect your heart. Guard your heart. I say that to... I say that to my daughters and I say that to anybody that's in a relationship. Guard your heart. Take the red flags. Let the red flags, uh, uh, honey, know my gut said we need to talk about this. And if that person is not going to have an open and honest communication with you, then you don't need to have them. And if they can't treat, treat you well, fire them. And lastly, ladies, live your life. You know, my friend told me one day to move forward. I know it hurts. And to this, and I don't want you stop allowing people, and I, I gotta say this, to tell you when you need to heal. It will happen when you allow when grief and hurt takes is a process. You have to heal from that. But it's not on my timing. It's not on my timing. It is on your timing. You got to process that. I will say go and get help. I will say go and figure out ways to, to cleanse your spirit. I will say go and date again. Do not fear dating again. Do not stop hanging out with your friends. Do not stop living your best life. So many of us stop because of that. Some of us stop because we fear getting hurt again. And I know that that's scary. I just think that now more than ever, we have to pay attention to the red flags. And you won't know if you stay in stuck in the pain that that person has caused. 
Because I promise you that dude's going to, even if you ghosted him, he's going to move on. And every time, you know, that he ghosted me, it was because I, I, I never forget. The lady told me, my same friend told me, she was like, you know, my friend is dating this person. And she called her while I was on the phone. And I was like, you, and the girl lady's telling me how he said I was an author. I mean, this person was telling all this stuff and had dated, was dating. And then when I brought it up, he tried to make me think I was crazy. And then, of course, we burst it on, well, you wasn't around. And I could accept that. But again, controlling the games. We, I, it's just my belief. We too grown to play games. We too grown to not accept the truth and not have an integrity about ourselves to say, this is what, you're just not what I want. I can accept it. I always tell the story of um, my very first boyfriend um, before my children's father. He wanted to have sex. I didn't want to have sex. And I was 16 years old at the time and he wanted me bad. I mean, because I, I was I was killing in the little and dressing nice and and I just could not I couldn't do it because I was I had some trauma from being molested. And, and he said to me, so he was the most honest. He said, listen, um, I want to I want to have sex. I want I want to have sex and I'm going to have sex with somebody else. So I'm about to ghost you. So we did. I'm about to leave you. He didn't ghost me, but he left. I'm about to be ghost. Because remember ghost? I'm out. Audi 5000. And he was out. And to this day, I will always, his name was Thomas. I will always respect him because here's the one thing that I learned. He was at least honest. Even when he cheated, right? Even when he cheated, I just don't want you no more. And I could respect that. And. And then I. And and so I say this to y'all with the deepest um, sincerity is rejection is hard. Being ghosted is hard. But I will say delete. <laughs> don't try to try to figure it out. I mean, don't try to figure out, keep figuring out why he did it. You, it it's, it's clear. He didn't want you. It's clear. It, and, and just accept it as it is. And the one thing I did do was accept it. Um, randomly, I would just send texts like, why did you do it? Because I wanted the answer so bad. And then I was like, let it go, sis. I had to say to myself, let it go, sis. And I said to my friend who had is just going through right now, I was like, let it go. It's going to take time. Don't try to rush this process. Just accept that, you know, come to the terms of acceptance. And that's not going to happen right away. That he didn't want you anymore. And accept that, and the betrayal is, is a set of a bitch because that's what you live on is you betrayed. And then when they try to make you feel like you didn't do enough. So you have to come into terms of this is just who this person is. And I am grateful they're no longer in my life. That's what I came to the terms of. They're no longer in my life. And they can't continue to hurt me anymore. They can't continue to lie to me or betray me. And vice versa. There's good and goodbye. And I think that for my friend, 
who is going through or anybody who's going through this situation. Don't allow people to, to knock your crown off. It doesn't mean that you're not a queen. It doesn't mean that you're not dope as hell. It just means that you love the wrong person. That's it. Never let somebody put shame in your game for loving the wrong person. We all didn't did it. There's some people who are lucky enough that didn't do it. But there's some who've been married for 30 and 40 years. But even then, we don't know their true backstory. There's nobody that can knock your crown off your head because you chose to love them and they hurt you. You're not stupid. You just made a mistake. You're not crazy. Just wanted to be loved. And that's not a crime. You just happen to choose the wrong person to want to love and want to love you back. That's it. And I, I want my sisters and brethren to stop blaming themselves because you got ghosted. You might not have been perfect, but don't, and, and especially for the women that have dated incarcerated men. If you could love them at their bottom and at their worst, that should be vice versa. Period, point blank. Period, point blank. Because you made a conscious decision. You may not look like he wants you to look. You might not dress like he wants you to dress. You might not have the hairstyles that he wants or the demeanor. But were you there? Were you there? Even if you were only there part of the time. Even if you popped in and popped out, you were there. And if nothing else, they needed to respect that. And I say that with the deepest of love for y'all. We gotta stop allowing people to say that we're not good enough because they don't want you. I might not be good enough. I might not be perfect. But I didn't leave you when you needed me most. And even if you did and you came back and they accepted you back, because this is important, even if you left them and you came back and they accepted you in your life knowing they had a current situation going on, they still dead as wrong. You might have been wrong because two wrongs don't make a right. Right? Two wrongs will never, no matter how you try to fix it, no matter how pretty or ugly it is, you can't make two wrongs right. You can't make two left shoes right. You can't make two right shoes right. No matter how you try to fix it, you can make it stylish, but it ain't right. Doesn't mean that you play the game up. You did me wrong. I'm going to do you back. Because what happens is, is karma, you know, karma is a bitch. She circulates over and over and over and over and over again. Y'all going to hear my grandkids. But over and over and over again. We just have this horrible habit of recycling bad habits and betrayal and, and breaking people. Thinking it won't come back to you. It will come back to you in some form, shape, and fashion. And it doesn't matter who you are. And maybe that was my just desserts. I could eat that. What I can't eat is all you have to do. So my, my line is all you have to do is tell the truth. And I could have moved on with my life and lived happily ever after. And if you consider that your way of payback. Okay. But I push forward. I'm going to push forward. But we have to stop getting in the habit of thinking that it's cool. So, guys, I want to thank you so, so much for listening. And this is my longest podcast to date. I am hitting at 44 minutes, but 
had a little bit of time today. Um, and I just really wanted to reflect on that and encourage and empower family members and friends that if you have a friend that has been hurt by any relationship, I want you to not knock their kind off if it's already been tilted, but adjust it. I don't care if she's going through depression. I don't care if she, you can't tell her, well, if you're pretty enough, or if you wasn't so fat, or you you wasn't so crazy. No, she already hurt me. Let's, let's adjust her crown. And I'm going to say this too. I know I'm going to get it. I know it's going to come back on me. But I, I want to say to the, 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 to, to families. Um, and I want to say it to the person that has been ghosted. Don't take it out on people. Um, you may be cool with their family and, and you cannot and will not and should not take it out on them. For what? They didn't do it. Um, and I know it's painful and maybe your form of healing may be separation. Um, and I get that. Um, but don't hate everybody because of his bad, bad actions. They, they didn't do it. Um, and, 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 and I guess that's where I was stuck at. I wasn't mad at them and people still, my family can't understand that they think that I'm, but it, he, he did it, not them. It's my thinking and my feelings. So guys, listen, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for allowing me to hopefully enlighten, empower, and help you move forward to help you know that you are just a beautiful mess turning into a beautiful masterpiece. And so, guys, do me a favor. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. I want you to do me a favor. If you have a little extra change or you know somebody that needs something, I want you to put a little change on it. Buy, them some, buy someone a cup of coffee. Pay it forward. If you have a nonprofit organization or know someone that has a non put a little change on it. Support begets support. Um, sometimes if you don't have the money, just show up and be a good listener. The biggest thing that I find, and, and I'm dealing with it in my household, is people fail to listen. They really, really fail to listen, and they need to. So, guys, I am so honored to, that you continue to listen and support me. Thank you so, so much, and y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.